0: What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is gonna focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my podcast. I appreciate you listening. Today we're going to talk about the history of Killer Instinct. Now, if you hadn't had the chance to watch my Killer Instinct playthrough video on my YouTube channel, I would highly suggest you do so. It's a wonderful game. So I enjoyed playing it, as I do every time. But today we're going to talk about the history, the ins and outs of making this wonderful game. So I hope you enjoy. Killer Instinct is a fighting video game developed by Rare and published by Midway. It was released as an arcade game in the fall of 1994, and the following year ported to the SNES and Game Boy. The game's plot involves an all-powerful corporation organizing a fighting tournament. The story was adapted in a limited comic book series published under the short-lived Acclaim Comics imprint. According to Ken Lobb, The groundwork for Killer Instincts started as a Namco fighting game project in the early planning stages titled Melee, which itself later became Weapon Lord, during his time at Namco. Aspects of Killer Instincts core gameplay were influenced from SNK fighting games, namely both the World Heroes series and the Fatal Fury series. Despite a generic storyline, Killer Instinct featured more detailed graphics and more diverse characters than other games of a genre as well as some gameplay elements unique to fighting games of the time. Instead of fighting enemies in best of three round bouts, each player has two life bars. The player that depletes the other player's life bars first wins the match. The game also introduced auto-doubles a feature which allows players to press a certain sequence of buttons to make characters automatically perform combos on opponents. Also featured in the game are combo breakers, a special defensive move that can interrupt combos. It was a critical and commercial success. Killer Instinct was followed by a sequel, the 1996 arcade game Killer Instinct 2, later ported to the Nintendo 64 as Killer Instinct Gold as well as a 2013 revival of the franchise as a launch title for the Xbox One. A port of the original game is included with the 2013 game under the title Killer Instinct Classic. Retrospective list by various publications included among the best fighting games of all time. Killer Instinct plays like many other fighting games, in which a player controls a character to beat an opponent in a one-on-one encounter. The game borrows the attack set of Street Fighter, and is also inspired by the finishing moves from Mortal Kombat. There are several features that distinguish it from other franchises. A double health bar. Instead of winning two rounds, each player has two bars of health. The player who depletes the opponent's health wins the bout, where the player does not recover health upon draining their opponent's first health bar. Automatic combos. Many combos are automated after initial button press sequence. Finishing moves. Bearing resemblance to, but being less graphic than, Mortal Kombat's fatalities, each character has at least two moves known as no mercy, danger moves in later revisions, to finish the opponent. Another finisher is the humiliation that forces the opponent to dance. The ultra combo, another finisher, it operates like an ultimate combo, though this one allows the character to deliver a long string of hits as the combo finisher instead, usually surpassing 20 hits and can sometimes reach up to 80 hits. The combo breaker. The player who is being caught in a combo may break out of it by performing a combo breaker move. A combo can be broken at either the auto double or linker stage. After performing a combo breaker, a white starburst will appear at the tip of the breaker's current health bar, enabling advanced versions of some special moves that require a different command. Ultratech is a very powerful mega corporation which organizes a tournament called Killer Instinct. Along with regular participants, experimental creatures created by Ultratech also fight in the tournament so their strength can be tested. Ultratech also discovers a technology to make bridges between dimensions and releases a two headed cyclops, a satyr like monster called Idol, from his dimensional prison in Limbo. In addition to the boss Idol, The game offers a roster of 10 playable characters. Black Orchid, an agent working to stop Ultratech. Chief Thunder, a Native American chief sent to look for his brother. Cinder, an escaped convict who, due to a failed chemical test, garners a body composed of flame. Fulgore, a cyborg created by Ultratech to stop Jago. Glacius, an alien abducted by Ultratech. Jago a Tibetan warrior monk guided by the tiger spirit. Riptor, a velociraptor cloned by Ultratech. Saberwolf, a man afflicted by lycocanthropy. Spinal, the skeleton of an undead warrior. And TJ Combo, a heavyweight champion boxer stripped of his title due to methods of brutally finishing his opponents. According to GamePro in 2010, Killer Instinct is remembered for its colorful cast of combatants, including a velociraptor, a sword-wielding skeleton, a creature made out of ice, and a host of other memorable characters. In 2012, Topless Robot wrote that it features one of the most amazing and varied cast of characters ever to grace a fighting game. The concept of Killer Instinct dates back to early 1993 when game designer Ken Lobb sketched his concept during his time at Namco, dubbing it Melee. He sent his pitch to Namco, but it disapproved of the concept and instead made Weapon Lord in its place. Lobb took the concept with him to Nintendo of America where he became head developer. He flew to England and joined Rare, which was planning to rival the success of Mortal Kombat. Rare founders Tim and Chris Stamper approved of his pitch. In early 1994, Nintendo signed a licensing agreement with WMS Industries, Midway's parent company, which enabled Midway to develop and market games using the early arcade-based version of the Ultra 64 platform, later to become a home console and then be renamed to Nintendo 64. It informed a joint venture company called Williams Nintendo to market Nintendo-exclusive home conversions of these games. Killer Instinct was announced as the first of these games. The announcement came at a time when Nintendo was still known for its stance against violent video games. To advert speculation that Killer Instinct would not be as violent as the title suggests, Nintendo's Director of Marketing, George Harrison, not The Beatle, stated that Williams would not have entered into this deal if they thought their hands would be tied. We won't restrict them in any way. He added that Nintendo believed that an industry-standard rating system, which was expected to be in place by the time of the home version was released, would make their stance against violent games no longer necessary. The music was composed by Graham Norgate and Robin Beanland, their first works for Rare. Beanland Norgate would later go on to compose the music for GoldenEye 007, initially released in 1994. Killer Instincts arcade-based Ultra 64 hardware is different than the home console version, which would be renamed to Nintendo 64 in 1996. The Ultra 64 Arcade is a proprietary hardware platform co-developed by Rare and Midway and created by Chris Stamper and Pete Cox. This hardware uses a 64-bit MIPS CPU and the Nintendo 64 file format for data structure, but not the Nintendo 64 memory media or graphics technology. The game's attract mode advertises plans to be available in your home in 1995, only on Nintendo Ultra 64. The game was slated to be part of the North American launch lineup for the system. However, the Nintendo 64's release was delayed to December 1996, and the game was converted to the SNES and the Game Boy for the 1995 release. Killer Instinct is the first arcade game to use an internal hard disk drive in addition to the game's ROMs. This allows it to store massive amounts of data, thereby giving it the ability to have more detailed graphics than other games of its genre. The game uses pre-rendered sprites and backgrounds, created with silicon graphics computers. The backgrounds are stored as a movie, which adjusts frames based on the player's movements. Killer Instinct's R4600 processor is clocked at 10 MHz. Unlike most arcade games of the time, Killer Instinct does not display which version number of the game is being played. In the SNES port, many of the features found in the arcade version were altered, downgraded, or removed to fit the standard 16-bit format. The graphic detail was vastly reduced, and the character sprites are smaller. The stages with a 3D panning camera were simplified into a 2D panning view using parallax scrolling for the background and Mode 7 for the ground or arena, thus simulating a pseudo-3D effect. Zooming and scaling were removed. Some of the stages were redesigned. The full motion videos that show the characters at their victory were mostly replaced by still images. Voice samples and sound effects were shortened or removed, and the music's qualities lower. Most of the characters' special moves and danger moves were retained, but some of the special graphical effects were removed. Some other modes were added, including a training mode and a tournament mode, used for multiplayer purposes. The Europe, Australia, Canada, and US releases of the SNES game have black cartridge casing instead of the standard gray shell. Nintendo made a large scale advertising campaign. A Game Boy port was made also, but cuts were necessary due to the system's limitation. As a result, neither Sindor nor Riptor are featured and the moves were severely altered due to the more limited controls of the portable. Unlike the original, the Game Boy version received poor reviews. The game's support for Super Game Boy adds some coloring. And a two player versus match by inserting a second controller. Killer Cuts, an arranged soundtrack CD featuring the original music from Killer Instinct, was released as a pack in for the SNES release of the game, included with the first 1,000 copies sold in the US and the first 20,000 copies sold in Canada. The soundtrack was digitally released as part of a double album set with the Killer Instinct Season 1 soundtrack on October 14, 2014. Now, I got that CD back in 1995, and I listened to that thing probably until I wore grooves in the disc. It was a good little kind of techno CD, and I loved it. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, I'd tell you to do so. A digital port of the game's arcade version, titled Killer Instinct Classic, is available as part of the Season 1 Ultra Edition of Killer Instinct for the Xbox One. This port was developed by Code Mystics and includes a number of additional features, such as a new training mode, unlockable character sprite galleries, and cutscenes, several visual filters, and the ability to play the game in both its original 1.4 revision and later the 1.5D revision. An update in late December 2014 added online multiplayer functionality. Killer Instinct was a commercial hit. In the United States, Replay reported it to be one of the most popular arcade games in January 1995. By May 1995, the arcade game had received about 500 million plays. It went on to be one of America's top five highest grossing dedicated arcade games of 1995. As of 1996, the game sold 17,000 arcade units. Killer Instinct gained critical acclaim. An early 1995 article on the fighting game industry and Electronic Game Monthly stated that, for now, the undisputed king at the arcades is Killer Instinct. Next Generation reviewed the arcade version of the game and wrote that it's not the breakthrough title we're all waiting for, and sooner a new genre has to explode. But for the moment at least, Nintendo's plans for Ultra 64 seem to be progressing smoothly. Entertainment Weekly gave the arcade version of the game an a rating. The SNES version of the game was also met with positive reviews upon its release and was commercially successful, selling 3.2 million units with more than 150,000 copies sold in the U.S. on its release day alone, and more than 1 million copies sold by November 23, 1995. The game's use of 3D rendered models attracted acclaim. Video Games reviewer Tyrone Rodriguez gave the game a score of 8, preferring it over Mortal Kombat 3. Entertainment Weekly gave the SNES version of the game an A and praised the quality of the port. The game was also praised for its combo system, soundtrack, and controls. GamePro criticized that the SNES version suffers from a lower frame rate than the arcade version and is also missing some of the best sounds and graphical effects and complained that the combo system makes it too easy for experienced players to defeat newcomers with a single chain of hits. They concluded that this version of Killer Instinct isn't flawless, but it is surprisingly addictive and fun to play. The four reviewers of Electronic Gaming Monthly were divided, with Andrew Barron commenting that while it's a nice attempt for the SNES, it wasn't the same as the arcade version, whereas the other three declared it's a superb transition with lower quality graphics and sound than the arcade version but it retains its content playability and overall feel this is how you can tell when a reviewer is a jackass when they complain that the super nintendo home console which is a 16-bit can't compare to an arcade that has so much more memory and everything else involved it just shows how stupid you are when you you know it's like saying oh you know an abacus is great and all but it really doesn't keep up with a macbook pro like Of course, don't be stupid. Anyway, my rant's over. They scored it 7.75 out of 10. Computer and video games gave the game a review score of 93%, adding, Rare weren't lying when they said the home version would play better than the coin-op. No one realized they were talking about the SNES. Next Generation reviewed the Super Nintendo version of the game. Nintendo and Rare have managed one very impressive trick getting the 16-bit Super NES to display 512 colors at once, twice the usual number, which gives the graphics an extra gloss. The four reviewers of Electronic Game Monthly panned the Game Boy version unanimously, concluding it to be an arcade translation that should never have been attempted on the Game Boy. They particularly complained of the difficulty in executing moves using only two buttons, the pixelated graphics and the poor sound. They scored it a 2.5 out of 10. GamePro, in contrast, declared it to be the second only to the Game Boy version of Street Fighter II among portable fighting games, arguing that the two-button control is a little awkward but still masterable, and that the graphics are less than outstanding only when unfairly compared to the SNES. Retrospectively, Killer Instinct was ranked as the 148th best game made on any Nintendo system by Nintendo Power in 2006, as well as the 95th on a similar list of by official nintendo magazine in 2009 in platform specific retro list it is also ranked as the 19th and 38th best snes game of all time by screw attack and games radar respectively and as the 13th best arcade game of the 1990s by complex killer instinct was included on several lists of top fighting games of all time included by screw attack in 2008 ranking fifth best GamePro that same year ranked it 18th best, and UGO in 2010 ranked it 10th best. In 2004, Games TM called it possibly the best combo heavy fighter ever. In 2009, Virgin Media ranked it as the 8th top fighting game of all time, stating that it was most famous for having the longest combos in the business. In 2007, it was voted the 6th top 2D fighting game of all time by Crave Online users, and ranked the 6th best 2D fighting game of all time by Complex in 2013. A sequel, titled Killer Instinct 2, was released in 1996. Like the first game, it was ported to a home console, this time to the Nintendo 64 as Killer Instinct Gold. A new Killer Instinct, published by Microsoft and developed by Double Helix Games and Iron Galaxy Studios with input from Rare, was released as a title launch for the Xbox One in 2013. Certain releases of the game include the Killer Instinct Classic port of the original arcade game and its sequel. So there you have it. There is the history of the making of Killer Instinct. Hope you enjoyed this short little podcast. I know I did. I enjoy whenever I get to learn about the actual making of the games I enjoy playing. But I hope you guys take the time this week or weekend to try to play some Killer Instinct. Maybe uh, after you got yourselves fat and happy on some turkey, pop it in and see how far you can get. I appreciate you guys listening as usual. Take good care of yourself. Take good care of other people around you. And as always, keep on gaming. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can. At... Retrobend gaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.